This is Melissa Golden, and you're listening to Freedom in Numbers, and this is The Morning Mouthful. Good Tuesday morning, July 14th, 2020. This weekend kicked off the 2020 Libertarian National Convention in Orlando, Florida. Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen both accepted their candidacies, and Joe gave an absolutely beautiful speech outlining their platform, their running platform for the year. And uh, she had, you know, the main topics that that they always try to hit on in in their public appearances. Uh, She called out the VA as the uh, travesty of a medical organization that it is. Um, She points out that Medical insurance leads Americans to never look for better prices, paying more and more for the same services each year. And I actually really, really liked the analogy that she used to describe this. She says, compare it to and imagine if your auto insurance paid for everything. How expensive and how outrageous and how screwed up would your auto insurance be if it paid for everything from gas to oil changes to tires um, but still paid for accidents and, and things that you can't anticipate, hail. Um, and so essentially, you know, if if your insurance is paying for all of your gas and all of your oil changes and all of these things, um, all of these places can just charge your auto insurance however they please. Uh, you lose a lot of the incentive for competition within the market. All prices go up and you never actually see the prices. I mean, how often do we really look at... Uh, what our insurance covered line item by line item, our, our medical insurance that is, you know, line item by line item and say, you know, oh gosh, well, that's outrageous or that's gone up from the last time we use it. We don't, we don't even look at it. We don't even know. Um, I mean, of course, sometimes people do, especially when you have a baby, I think they give you some pretty ridiculous itemized lists then. But I thought that analogy of comparing it to auto insurance and imagine if it paid for everything, what auto insurance would look like. Uh, and another topic that she touches on, one of my favorite uh, of Joe Jorgensen's big, big pushes is to make more medications, more drugs available over the counter, especially birth control. So instead of the system where we have now, where you have to either go to the health department or go to a physician and get a prescription for it, you can only get... Uh, on a vast majority of them, you can only get three months at a time. Um, so you have to just hang on to them. And when you need one immediately, you don't necessarily get one. And you actually have to go get an exam from a doctor to get re-prescribed the exact same thing year after year after year after year after year. And every year you have to go pay your money for the doctor's visit. So so one of the things that she's really championing is... Uh, birth control over the counter. Uh, it's not something that can be abused. It's not something that is addictive by any means. Uh, so like I said, that's another one of, of especially the ones that she's focusing on, the, the issues that I really appreciate from Joe. And as you listen to the speech, which I'll post to the Facebook page, really take a look at it. I think it was only about uh, 20 minutes. So it's a really easy easy to listen to length Um, And you can tell that the theme of her speech is it's time for real change, 
real change. Not just adding of more government regulation, but actually changing at their core these programs that are so screwed up. Medical insurance, um, you know, the Department of Education, she's spoken out a lot about that. Uh, but she does have a couple of unpopular opinions in this speech, and and she's alluded to them in other speeches and in her platform before. Um, but she's got two really unpopular opinions uh, with the libertarians of the internet, if that's what we want to call it. Um, Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, all these places uh, absolutely blowing up with controversy amongst the libertarian party on these two opinions. So the unpopular opinion, number one, uh, she uses a statement by Jonathan Blanks, who is a libertarian columnist and researcher. And he says, it is not enough to be passively not racist. We must be actively anti-racist. And I'm sure everybody's already seen this meme and this tweet shared on social media before. Um, but this is something that brings up, you know, some tension within the Libertarian Party because a lot of a lot of libertarians are very conservative and they're saying, you know, why why do we keep acknowledging this? Um, you know, this isn't a racist country. Why do we keep acknowledging this? We need to move on. We have more important things to worry about. But I mean this goes back exactly to my mouthful yesterday morning is that we absolutely need to be actively anti-racist with the diverse culture and the land of opportunity that America is. We have absolutely no room for racists. We have absolutely no, no room for anybody who would edge out anybody else on the basis of their skin. We want everyone who wants to be here and who wants to contribute and who wants to make a better life for themselves in America. And it's got nothing to do with race. So I 100% agree with Joe on this one, that we must be actively anti-racist. And when we see things, um, you know, like like a white woman getting beat to death by five different people, um, and, and we've got, you know, there was a, I read a story the other day of, or just yesterday, of uh, a man in Wisconsin, a Hispanic man in Wisconsin, that um, plowed over a guy on a motorcycle, killing him. And now uh, the reports, I'm, I'm guessing he was mentally unstable just from the way that they described him. Um, but he was carrying on about how he, he knew that all Harley riders were just white supremacists. And uh, he knew that if he hit a motorcycle, the chance of killing... Um, the white person was a lot higher than if he hit another vehicle. So that's why he targeted a motorcycle. So he clearly, um, you know, was, was a bit out there. And, and, you know, when we've got any kinds of, of racially motivated hatred and attack in this country, those things need to be, to be rooted out immediately. Um, you know, if we've got people calling cops, calling the police uh, for suspicious persons, strictly because of the fact that is a black man standing outside of a location, uh, you know, those people need, need some, some sins knocked into them. Um, you can't just call the cops about a suspicious person because it's a black man standing outside your store. Um, so, so like I said, actively anti-racist, 
absolutely, we need to monitor ourselves. Um, you know, prejudices, and and I've talked about this before, and I think there's a big difference between racism and prejudices. Um, and, and I really do believe that some prejudices exist amongst people and, and it's not out of a racist thing. For example, I had a garage sale one time and I had my little Chewini in the garage with me and some folks walked up and she exited the garage to go visit them. And this, one of the women just about broke her ankle trying to make a mad dash back to the car screaming get this dog away from me, get this dog away from me. I'm terrified of dogs, I'm terrified of dogs. Now, she had had a bad experience with dogs and she had wanted absolutely nothing to do with dogs. Am I saying that is right? Am I saying all dogs are bad? Am I comparing races to dogs? Obviously not. But as a general rule, as animals, we have defense mechanisms. uh, And one of those defense mechanisms is prejudice. If we have been hurt by something in the past, um we're likely to try to avoid that something in the future if we have had these negative experiences. And this is where the voice of a lot of of the protest is coming from, is that there have been um, these injuries inflicted. So there's my piece on being actively anti-racist um, and kind of where I stand on unpopular, unpopular opinion number one. Um, unpopular opinion number two from Joe's speech is... That she urges to open the borders and provide a path for citizenship to immigrants currently living in the United States. Now, I think, and I'm just going to, I'm going to do my best interpretation here of what I think. Uh, just from the, the speeches that I've watched and the conversations that I, they've had. Um, Joe and Spike are absolutely for open immigration. Open legal immigration. Absolutely. Um, but if you've listened to any of their other policies, pretty much everything that they do, everything that they do involves absolutely slashing, um, government spending. So, I mean, we're talking about two people that want to go so far as to completely get rid of the IRS and the federal reserve and completely eliminate the federal income tax. So when they say that we want open immigration, we want everybody, if you want to be here, we want to have you. Um, This works because we're not paying for the salaries, Medicare, uh, cell phones, um, you know, on down the line, the things that you can apply for and be granted as a illegal immigrant, an alien, or a refugee. Um, There's actually a number of Oklahoma care and support systems right now that I, as just a average white Oklahoman, do not qualify for. But if I were a refugee, I could get just about uh, every inch of Oklahoma and federal governmental support. Uh, so that's that's what makes it not work. Um, that's what, what the problem is, is the massive amounts of money that the taxpayer, you know, they say, oh, well, they're helping us. They're doing jobs Americans don't want to do. Well, but we're we're paying for every breath they take in this country for the most part. Um, like I said, it's, it's nothing to get food stamps, Medicare, um, you know, unemployment, they even qualify for unemployment, a lot of cases. So, so what Joe is, Joe and Spike are talking about is not 
the system we have now by any means. Um, but of course, like any good politicians, um, it's kind of open to interpretation the way that they express their belief. And I can appreciate that. I mean, you're going to get that from absolutely anybody. Um, especially when you're confronted with as many tough, tough topics as these folks are coming up against this year. Um, so like I said, that's kind of Joe's platform on immigration from what I can tell in, in opening borders. And, and the thing is, and here's, here's my two cents on immigration. There was a video that I had seen a couple of years ago that completely made the whole immigration talk make sense for me. And I think it was Ben Shapiro actually in one of the college forums that he had done. And, uh, an immigrant from somewhere had said, you know, if it, if it weren't for American immigration, I wouldn't be able to be here. And he goes, that's exactly it. You are who we're trying to protect here because for every person that we have illegally come across the, the border, that's somebody that we can't accept, uh, you know, from other countries. So with all of the immigration from the southern border, it eliminates massive amounts of potential and possibility for people from Africa, Europe, Australia, Asia, anywhere else that you can't walk or caravan huge disadvantage to those people immigrating or attempting to immigrate to the United States. And like I said, that, that, that just made the whole immigration piece make sense to me. Uh, now towards the end of her speech, she had an absolutely beautiful statement. Uh, I will pardon anyone convicted at the federal level of these drug crimes or any other victimless crimes and leave the door wide open for the medical community to deal with substance abuse issues in ways that can salvage lives, not throw them away. Um, I, one of my, one of my closest to my heart issues is, uh, criminal justice reform and the massive disservice that we are doing the young people of our country by locking them up, especially at young ages for drug crimes that could have otherwise been solved through rehabilitation, counseling, uh, just a strictly a mentorship program. Uh, I'm going to, sh- like I said, again, I'm going to share this speech from Joe Jorgensen on the Freedom in Numbers Facebook page. I'm your host, Melissa Golden. Join us again tomorrow morning. Hey, freedom-loving listeners. Thank you for being a part of this morning's mouthful. If you need a little more freedom in your day, feel free to check out our weekend edition of Freedom in Numbers. We'll see you tomorrow.